0: Well played VHS, well played's big screen and small screen podcast. We are here discussing The Last of Us from HBO, episode five. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Hello. Nathan Hennessy.
1: Hello. Hi again.
0: And big boy Buddy Watson from Radio Watson. Good evening. How are we all? This is a very neat week. This is twice in one week almost. Well, it is twice in one week.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then we've got to who, wait nine days, so uh, thanks, Super Bowl, I guess. It's kind of a gift now and a curse later.
0: Who is watching the Super Bowl? Yep. The big really? game. <laughs> that's the big, where the
3: blokes come
0: to play. Yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> leave it all on the field. That's it. Take it one what? week at a time, just like this series. Get those Gatorade showers, baby. Uh, no, my team is shit house in the, the NFL, so I'm not going to watch just depressing
1: do you have a tattoo of them mate
0: I don't know whether to just take that as a question or to feel like attacked no. or <laughs> uh, no I don't because they're shit mate so I who is this team open, Burnley well sorry Las Vegas Raiders mate Burnley are fucking dominating but that's a topic for another time <laughs> Burnley are on fire cannot be stopped oh my god they are So how's, oh, how's the championship leagues the going oh, incredible mate incredible it is good. We are 17 points clear of third place at, at the moment. It is. It's good to be a Burnley fan right now. So anyway, you want to um, restart
1: the pod or let's go?
0: No, let's just keep, let's just keep it going. <laughs> the last of Say eh? So episode five, two episodes in one week. Super Bowl, thank you very much. Let's kick it off, eh? Buddy, what did you think of episode five? Because we continued on that little revolution arc and then she uh, got a bit wild the end
3: yeah not overly a fan of this whole revolution arc and especially the start of the episode so it was kind of like almost t- made me turn my nose up at like oh, this is so like obvious and just trite yeah that's yeah just just cringeworthy i was like oh this isn't this is goes against everything that the, the kind of the game tries to be in like scarcity and that tension, and that, that's why I like it, and um, just the amount of people, and the violence, and so be it, I'm, I'm all good for violence, but just the, the this weird hunter group, and uh, yeah, so um, didn't start great, but then obviously it ended quite well, and even, you know, knowing what the ending was, it still kind of had a bit of a, a, a kick to it, and it was kind of all really built to that, so not so on board with the revolution type stuff, and violence, and that group, and Kathleen's kind of, as a Ca- weird character, but um, everything else I really enjoyed.
0: Mr Hennessy, how did you feel about episode five?
1: Oh gotta suck through my teeth for this one. So look, same same deal as last time. Uh, <laughs> this is <laughs> we I'm putting this one against the pedestal of the video game guys. So I got some issues with this but I guess in the short of it it's it kind of felt like one of those uh the walking dead mid season or like end of season episodes where you can see a couple of points where they've really pumped up the budget you know, a couple of really cool sequences and then you got a lot of dialogue to pad it out in between and it wasn't dialogue that very much like often felt authentic to what I expect from the last of us and again like buddy mentioned it's it's notable for its scarcity in the game and and, you know, a subtlety to a degree. And this episode, I kind of felt struggled with that. Definitely had some, like, primetime CBS dialogue moments.
0: Mm. I think that this was probably, more, from memory, this is the weakest episode for me, I think. Um, or at least up there. Uh, you know, one or two kind of spots. James, did you, did you kind of feel the same? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, the, the Kathleen stuff alone, I think, is enough to... The, get... <laughs> It tanks the majority of this episode because I find her character so underwritten um, and Mm -hmm. the world that they built around her really, um, it just doesn't, it has no coherent ideological view to any of it. And so because of that, it's difficult to get on board with the idea of a revolution without a cause beyond, you know, like... Taking down like a, a shitty government is a good start, but then to immediately themselves turn into Hitlers is just it's 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 just shit. I just really didn't care for it. Um, and then I, I agree with Nathan. Like the problem is that um, the Sam and Henry stuff, while grounded into incredible performances, um, I think that the, the moment-to-moment dialogue there is is kind of hammy as well, and I think very overwritten compared to what the game does with these characters. Oh boy. And so you get this kind of like big jumble of overly sentimental um attempt to make you feel something and then you do finally feel something in that final moment because it's it's an incredibly well done scene. Um but everything leading up to that I was a bit like, eh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so we kick off uh with basically we we see how Kansas City has been uh commandeered by this um revolution, this resistance led by Kathleen, and you kind of see them killing Fedra and their I think at the very, very start, they're like uh, hanging one or two people from the, you know, they pull them up from like the, the nooses and stuff. Um, and then you kind of go to that scene, which I thought was in last week's episode. I was like, mm. hey, James, is this in last week's or is, but um, it's when they're kind of sitting in like a, I don't know if it's a cell or something, but it's in a room and, and Kathleen's sort of talking to this group of people that uh, are called collaborators, uh, I believe. Now, is this, remind me, a Collaborators from the game. Is that a term mm. that is known from the game? Because
1: no. I don't... Yeah, okay, cool, cool. And if it was, it was completely like auxiliary.
0: Um, yeah, because I don't recall anything about this. So I was like, what are what are collaborators exactly? I, I get what they are. Like they obviously deal with Vedra and they rat people out. But is that the extent of it? Um, like how kind of deep does that run? Because obviously there's a, a small sequence a bit later on that makes it sound like a lot worse than what it may be. Not, yeah, if that makes, you know, which we'll discuss, but um, yeah, so Kathleen's sort of addressing these collaborators and one of them, um, one of them basically, uh, sorry, sorry. She, she kind of says, right fuck you all. Like, you're not talking, we, we, you know, kill them all. She kind of speaks to Perry and uh, then one of them kind of calls her bluff and says, no, uh, Sam and, or oh, sorry, Henry, the person that they're chasing, Henry is with this person called Edelstein and then obviously the conversation sort of goes from there where he kind of explains everything that he knows and he's like, you know, that's all I'm know. i I'm telling you. everything. she's like, yeah, I know you are because you're a dirty rat or like something to like that extent, which was quite a mm-hmm. nice little, not like a nice, but like a good little, little moment. But uh, I think this scene or this moment, this opening very much shows that brutality of kind of what James was talking about, how... We've gone from Fedra, which is like, you know, they talk about how brutal and what they rape murder and all this, all this other stuff to people. But then Kathleen's just murdering like everybody. Um, well, mm-hmm. not everybody, but like just, you know, ruthless is probably the correct term.
2: Yeah. And I think there's, there's definitely room for that. Um, I think especially if you give kind of like the, the tools of revolution to the oppressed and then they use those tools to violently remove, you know, the sort of the the cancer that's been oppressing them. I think that's, that's a very human impulse. And like, I often say that like I don't like when we see in these stories, how like, you know, we're the good guys, we would never sink to their level. It's like, yeah, but also they're monsters and, and maybe monsters shouldn't exist in your world anymore kind of thing. Like I'm very much okay with that um, scene existing in, in the world of last of us, especially it feels kind of brutally of a piece with it. It's just because we don't get any sort of lead up to it or any Mm. sort of explanation about Kathleen's motivations about how she's going to differentiate the violence she doles out versus what was given to her in turn. And, you know, it's all just kind of like, um, I don't know, it's, it's just light on its feet.
0: Yeah, so it kind of goes back to, like, what exactly did the... Or how bad were the collaborators? Like, what exactly did they actually mm. do? Like, because she kind of says that, you know, you ratted out your neighbours for medicine and
3: whatnot. Um, mm. But that doesn't, like... She gives that speech and she's like, are you happy that you ratted us out for medicine to keep your so safe? And I'm like, "Yeah, God, like, you know, if I was like, there right like, now, I'd be that idiot that says, yes. They- like, the, 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 the class can ah uh, Yeah.
0: Because that, you yeah. know, that, that that kind of is like the survive at all costs kind of thing. So um, mm. that's why that part was kind of a bit confusing. And then the next part is when uh, her and Perry kind of... So Perry's like her right-hand man, the guy that plays Troy... No, not Troy, sorry. What's his name? Tony? Not Tony. What's Travis? the brother's
1: name? Is
0: it, no. What's fucking Joel's brother's name in the game? Tommy. Tommy, not
1: Tony. <laughs> we oh, We went through a few um
0: and yeah so they're having a conversation and um because she was saying to them you know we'll give we'll put you on a fair trial and then she leaves the room um and they're he's kind of like we're not really going to put him on trial like are we like you know what are we like monsters she's kind of like you know they're not my si- uh you know she's like no just uh burn the bodies like you know yeah,
2: uh, she goes. She goes Joker mode immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. So then they talk about Sam and Henry, and then Perry. Like again, Perry's kind of like this is this weird kind of thing that, that Perry's meant to be. Well, you see a bit later, like he's like all in, but then you have these moments where he's like very conflicted about what Kathleen is ordering him to do because he's kind of like you know we'll just uh talk, talk, talking about sam and henry because they're obviously somewhere in the city but they can't find him yet and, and she's kind of like you know let's find them And he's like you know they'll turn up kind of thing you know going door to door will be a lot like a lot of manpower and she's like uh, i think she quotes here uh he's not my seventh priority you know uh, is that what he is to you And he's kind of like it's just you know it's just two people but at this mm-hmm. age you know we don't know exactly why kathleen is bent on On uh, chasing them down and then um yeah i've kind of jumped uh, a few minutes here Um, it's all of the the
2: same scene and then yeah we we kind of wrap up with Mm -hmm. her that's when she does the whole like you know just kill them all burn the bodies it's faster that way yeah um and then it's yeah it's, it's a mass execution um and that's um yeah, you know, I think like here is where you sort of start seeing some issues with Kathleen and that like, you know, this entire revolution has happened around her and this this kind of world. And particularly that exchange about he's not my seventh priority. Is that is that what he is to you? And it's like, what are the other characters priorities, though? Like, yeah. how do they feel about this one woman quest for revenge? Um, and that's. You know, as I say that out loud, I've seen some discussion about how that's kind of, like, starting to, you know, hint at the themes that are going to come up in The Last of Us Part 2, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, sort of the the depth that you go to for revenge and, like, one person's quest for that. But, like, I don't think the show is particularly interested in interrogating any of that, other than beyond just saying it out loud, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: I was just going to say that. That's kind of the only through line that it has to... Um, any relevance of last of us themes like revenge does not pay off um to the mm. point where you, where you let it consume you and i really like that idea in the last of us part two but in this they do it the, they do it the other way around and uh if you think of the professional wrestling world they make the match they do the storyline then they make the match then you care about the match in this it's just like you're seeing the match happen and there's no storyline we don't find out until later why she mm. hates collaborators so much and you know why you know perry's saying you know this shouldn't be our priority. Like, we as the audience are going, yeah, this shouldn't be our priority. This is this is yeah. actually dumb. We, we're against her motivations. And the revelation later that, you know, of why she's doing that and her brother was killed who was the leader of this and mm. all that and why she dislikes collaborators, that power of that reveal isn't powerful enough to retroactively warrant the order that they've done things in. It's like, oh, okay, that's why she's doing this. That's why she's ruthless. That's why it's burn the bodies. That's why all that's happening. And that's, you know, she's getting questioned, but doesn't matter like those characters already know those reasons that's why they're questioning there should have been moments of like i get why you're doing this it's mm-hmm. not important type thing so um it's just they just like maybe restructured a bit better maybe it would make sense and mm. even mm-hmm. the same scenes would work a little bit better but well,
2: like, you, you kind of imagine if maybe one of the previous episodes, um, if they'd kept with the concept of the pre-credit uh, vignette, right? Where if one of them had been Kathleen and her brother in their final day together, and you're kind of like, what was that about? And then it crops up again later, and you kind mm. of have, like, an investment already in understanding where that character is at on, on her journey. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of gets crammed in there with Sam and Henry's story. Um, but.
0: Yeah, so there's... there's, there's yeah so. That well, that brings us to the next point. There's very much two stories sort of going on here, and and I guess you know that's we'll, we'll talk about Sam and Henry, and obviously the big difference from the game is that Sam is actually deaf in the TV show, whereas in the game he was not. Buddy and Nathan, how did you feel about this?
1: Hmm. Well, look, I I'm, I'm don't feel like I have any strong thoughts on it. I just noted pretty quickly on. This episode, or with how these, like, Sam and Henry have been presented, they're very much inverse of, or at least in my opinion, inverse of the characters portrayed, um, in the video game. Uh, that doesn't really tie into much about the deafness. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have any strong feelings on it. I thought it was done well.
3: Yeah, I, um, I thought it was done well. I liked it. I, um... Thought that it was kind of almost a, a throwback to Bill and how um, you know he didn't feel comfortable in the world, and then you know all these people that would would have judged him or been against him, and then the you know and there's no one left and he could kindly express himself and be free. I kind of like the idea, thinking like just I guess thinking about it that maybe you know Sam might have had some challenges before you know all this shit went down but he's those challenges maybe help him in this environment um there's kind of a good explanation on that uh, hbo's last of Us podcast about why they made him deaf yeah so and what uh, did they, they say so they didn't want a similarity kind of between joel and ellie and just two other characters kind of talking and kind of be the same type of dynamic they wanted it to be kind of something different and um having that like i guess their own kind of language and then something that would kind of work in this idea and and, and druckman said that was like um, Mason's idea and that um he was like holy shit that that works really well i wish i'd kind of come up come up with that for the game to have kind of two different dynamics going um and it's actually interesting um about how they kind of cast the, this this kid they went through all the kind of Usual Channel was trying to cast somebody and they couldn't find anyone that was kind of like a, a black kid, age nine to 11, mm-hmm. slightly shorter or not taller than Ellie. That was also deaf as well. And they went all the traditional routes and then they did like a like a Gmail and they chucked it up on Twitter and said, hey, we're we looking for this. And then they expected like 80 plus replies, but it was only like five people and he was one of them. Um, and then he was like, wasn't an actor, but you know, he, they said his screen presence was really good from the start. So um, I kind of liked that they had that difference instead of they could have just had two other characters that mirrored Joel and Ellie and kind of like, that's, you know, even though it was dialogue heavy now, imagine what it would have been if they both had that. Mm.
0: So, so that, so that kids actually deaf.
3: Yes. And then the actor that plays Henry, um, didn't know sign language, but then they had an, uh, sign language or ASL, Mm -hmm. um, instructor on set. And he was teaching, uh, the actor I can't,
2: uh, lamar johnson
3: lamar johnson how to sign um and basically they had to shoot the scenes on monday so he was learning like across the weekend and then yeah he was doing and apparently picked it up super well super quick and he he was like goal was to make it as authentic as possible that so people that you know knew sign language or were deaf or hearing impaired could watch that scene and go oh yeah you know you're fake you you he wanted to be authentic so um, apparently this like coach was kind of pulling him up after scenes like fluidity is wrong you're getting all the words right but it's not the the pace of how people would you know sign or whatever it's there's no in then other scenes would be like oh my god that's amazing so um I thought it was a pretty cool dynamic nice. that they kind of developed and yeah. Mm. Mm. i, I,
1: mean,
3: I, I like the change yeah i like i liked it, the change how
0: how did you find uh how do you find about it how do you feel about it james
2: um yeah fine kind of like nathan i'm like yeah okay it's it's there i i don't I don't think it adds or detracts. It's just a different choice. Um, right. And that's that's totally valid. Um, I think that, you yeah, know, based on what Buddy, Buddy was just saying there about the kind of production behind this, I definitely think that they, they give a shit about making this right. Um, mm. And I do respect that a lot. And I appreciate a lot for all my problems with the show. Like, um, I, I think that they are, they're trying to do something here. Um, and yeah, like shout out to, like I said at the top of the show, those two performances are genuinely incredible. Um, yep. Like I, I love these guys a lot. Um, they are a definite highlight of this one.
0: From a from a game, being a video game fan first, I was like, mm. Mm, not really a fan. Find it unnecessary. Whatever, don't hate it, but I'm like, eh, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, I feel like this definitely makes you care as a passive experience. It makes you care more about uh, probably those latter moments or those. Uh, more heavy hitting moments in the show because you kind of feel that an extra sense of protection from Henry to Sam Uh, Mm. or or, or at least I did Um, because you you obviously learn – I don't know if you learn about Sam's illness, which – is that in the game? Sorry –
2: no, now yeah, 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 you want to talk about unnecessary additions to the script? Um, <laughs> this this is one that I, in particular, kind of cocked an eyebrow at because I think that the the kind of moral ambiguity of Henry's character um, being a collaborator for the sake of of Sam, right? Like, is a good baseline gray moral place for him to be at, because you understand why he cares so much about his brother. He's also engaging with a shitty government to, to kind of help him out. And so there's a good natural tension there. Um, and then I think to add on top of that, oh, but he was really only doing it because um, Sam has leukemia. And it's like, I... I feel like the show is trying really hard to push me to feel a particular kind of way and and not in a sense where it's like, um, I, I don't think that shows can be or media can be too manipulative or whatever. Like if you're going to feel something, you, you feel something. I mean, I, I can feel the strong arm of the writing and the directing specifically steering this for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of detracts from the entire appeal of the last of us being the moral ambiguity of these characters. Okay.
1: Yeah. They definitely leave, uh, this is one of those breadcrumb heavy episodes I found where there's mm. probably just a little bit too much dialogue, a little bit too much emphasis on writing to try and put you in the position it wants you for some of the bigger scenes.
2: Yeah. And that and then that contrast, right, with the Kathleen characterization problems we've been talking about where if one of them is cartoonishly evil and one of them is cartoonishly sympathetic, you that's not... That's not good to me. Like, I, I, there's a reason I don't feel the conflict in this episode. And I think it's because, like, these characters are, like, over and underwritten at the same time.
0: Yeah. So basically, we, yeah, so we, we see Sam and Henry, and they're kind of on the run, and they end up at this safe house uh, with this elderly gentleman who is the, uh, the guy from the episode four, who they're interrogating at, at the start, hmm. uh, and Sam—sorry, not Sam—Henry has brought uh, all this kind of food, and that, you know they're weighing up how long that—that's like, kind of last, and what the next steps are. And then obviously the old man goes, and that's obviously when he's being interrogated in episode four. Um, and Sam and Henry are kind of drawing on the walls, and uh, Sam has this little homemade. What's that thing that you used to get, is it called a doodle thing? I've written here on this sheet, it's called a doodle, but I think that's. It's like that. a really cheap Etch-a-Sketch before yeah. etch sketch was yeah, a proper thing. Um, yeah, so he's kind of drawing it and that's kind of how he communicates and stuff like that. So yeah, so they're drawing on the walls and obviously old mate has not like, come back and Henry's getting a bit. Okay, also let me just t- touch on something I put here in the, in the doco here. Did anybody else wonder this or was that just me? They've eaten Uh, all this this canned food.
1: Read read it out, Zach. Don't don't be shy. I I know what you're talking about, but do it for for the benefit of the listener. So
0: the the recap that I've written here, I've gone, all that canned food, how are they shitting? (laughs) Because they're eating, like, I don't know if you've eaten canned food for a few days straight, like I have. I haven't,
1: but do enlighten me.
0: Well, not like, okay, maybe like a couple of days, you know. Um, But, you know, it makes you want to go. You know what I mean? Like okay.
1: you know, it's not, um,
0: you know, and not a controversial okay. statement. Yeah, <laughs> they're up in the roof. Yeah.
2: You know. Well, they have got a whole building, right? They can clamber around in but and but be like, they just know, don't
0: don't, <laughs> don't go into that
2: that like, office." They just,
3: they're just <laughs> open a trap door and. Um, yeah. But it feels like it's, it's very down. Much, but it feels uh, like
0: it's very much like they haven't left that roof, that uh, yeah, the attic yeah. thing. So I, I don't know that's a, just a, th- a little thing I was thinking about. Um,
2: these are the questions we should be asking Craig's, Craig. Myself. I know, right? This is, <laughs> yeah.
3: So Craig, I <clears throat> bet no one's asked this. Thanks so for joining shitting? us
2: on Well Played VHS Potty. Yeah. Now, listen, Craig,
3: what's up with the shits? <laughs>
0: yeah, like, and how are they wiping, by the way? Like, where's the dunny rat? You know, like, like, you know, I'll make like something in his little fucking. What do you call it? Itcho it's sketchs, like a whatever. bad
1: soundfield bit, man. <laughs> and yeah.
0: how are they wiping? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it doesn't make
0: sense so uh old mate it'll he he ain't coming back and they kind of have this interaction where uh henry is basically yep he's dead he ain't coming back so they go to leave and that's when joel has you know classic joel he's crashed into the laundromat right as they're about to leave and you know crazy uh the building that joel and uh, ellie have crashed into is directly opposite the building that henry and sam have found themselves in so what a situation that is um, So then they have the shootout um, And then it kind of fast forwards To later at night uh, And sorry Fast forwards to that scene Where we closed out episode 4 With uh, the guns being pointed at Joel and Ellie And I actually quite like this, so I, think this a, I think this is a good scene Because you can uh, Who's old mate Henry again? Lamar? Is that what you said? Uh, Lamar? Yeah,
2: uh, Lamar, Lamar Johnson. Lamar,
0: yeah. He, like, this part where he's like, I mean, I've never done this before, like, I don't know, like, what to mm-hmm. do here. That was, like, you could feel, like, that felt very authentic. Like, he was shitting his yeah. pants, like... um, I like that scene. Yeah, he,
2: he's trying to be the man that Joel is, right? Yeah. And, like, he he has no experience in it. He's probably not going to be very good at it. Um, and that there's a, a a very charming nature to that.
0: Mm. I love how Joel... Uh, I Like, I love that little sequence between Joel and Ellie when I can't remember the, I should have written it here, but, um, he says like, yeah some um, yeah, we're good or whatever he says. And then he's like, and Lamar, not Lamar fucking Henry's like, I don't like that tone. And Ellie's like, he's just got an asshole voice. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was a very, very, very good scene She's like, uh, reassure him Joel. And he says it yeah. again in the same voice. He's like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously they they drop their guns. They have a bit of a feast, kind of like in like in like Aladdin, uh, where like Aladdin and Abu have like stolen the bread, and they see the two kids, and they give it off, and then, you know, I'd love What's The last Aladdin, time you other. watched
1: Aladdin, bro? Um, I watched it. 90 fa- film of the week in I'll, in the Last of Us review. I watch it. I watch it
0: fairly uh, fairly often. It?
1: Okay, it's in your rotation. Bloody oath! Yeah. I haven't seen it since primary school,
0: mate. Right, like I could nearly. Wall. I'd be very close to being able to know we're getting sidebar um to be able to say every line of that film as it as it sort of came on that's that's a bit fucked up uh anyway, so um is it I don't know um and then he gives the food to to Sam and then he's like yeah cheers and Sam says thank you then they introduce uh, Joel kind of says "It's oh, not Joel sorry Ellie says who she is and how old she is and Sam responds and there's kind of like a little bit of a bond between those two. And then they kind of agree to go in the morning and, um, you know, Sam's, Henry, fuck, Henry's worked out uh, why Joel and that they're in this building up on the top level or, you know, in the, one of the higher floors is to get a good view. And they kind of agree to work together and then we kind of get to the morning, and that's when they have this little standoff, this small little uh, beef. When Henry explains that he's not Fedra, he's actually a collaborator, and Joel's like, "Nah, absolutely not. Fuck that shit. I don't, I don't work with rats." And Henry's like, "Well, you do today, mate. Like, um, and and then I kind of like this how Henry's is very because uh, I don't really, I can't really recall the show exactly. I oh, sorry, the the game, but. In the show henry's like henry's very much aware of his limitations and what joel is very good at or what joel is much better than he is at um and i quite like that because he's like i'll show you the way but you're the muscle like you got to clear it for us like um and then they and then they kind of talk about or ellie brings up how they uh dealt with a infected that had like bat senses or so or whatever wording she uses and he's like what you dealt with like two of the uh the clickers um and you're still alive you know you're definitely like the right
1: people uh, yeah the moment mm-hmm. was a bit more pronounced than that i remember when they sorry, they sorry. go clickers they go clickers yeah. <laughs> I gonna, yeah i was gonna look into the camera and go, ah, and finally it was the last of us <laughs> i don't know it was that was a weird sequence i think was that when they're in the that whole boardroom didn't like none of that really <laughs> nah. it was it was a lot of
2: exposition like i do think there was definitely the, the moments that zach's talking about there I, I saw those things as well um i think again so much of it is in the performances though it's not in the script itself yeah um and it's yeah
0: hmm. i just yeah. i just kind of like how henry is just in a way he's very open with Joel about like you know, mm. if you don't come and kill the infected like we're
1: all fucking fucked like mm. um, it's a good point that's what I mean he's the both him and Sam are the inverse of their characters from the game yeah. like they, they really are polar opposites so in the game Henry's Henry there's a few sequences uh, particularly one comes to mind where Henry's trying to help Joel up onto like a a truck and there's a there's a car coming enemies just leaves him there like Henry's very headstrong, very independent, happy to throw Ellie and Joel under the bus at a moment's notice. Also very pragmatic, doesn't see the purpose in indulging any of Sam's creativity or, or interest in the world or even curiosity. But what we have here is a Henry that's very happy for Sam to be indulging drawing, coloring, comic books, pursuing his imagination, being able to live as a child in this fucked up world. Henry's not interested in that. Henry's just survival at all costs in the game. Uh, So very different characters there, and then obviously, yeah, it's just Sam being able to behave as a child would rather than an accessory to a survivor like he is in the game. Um, I don't think a a type of these characters is necessarily good or better or worse. I just like that they were two very different types of that same pairing of character and both quite effective. Hmm.
0: Uh, And then, yeah, they can't talk about their plan, which is to go through the tunnels uh, and that Fedra apparently drove them underground like 15 years ago and... Uh, the last time someone had been there, it was like three years ago. One of Henry's bedroom uh, mates, and then that's when they talk about the clickers. And then we kind of push forward, and they have gone uh, into the tunnels, and they're empty. But Joel's Joel's still not kind of convinced. He's still very much on his on, on his toes and expecting the worst. And then they kind of run into this abandoned schoolroom kind of thing, uh, which is I don't know. That did you ever find that scene? kind of a little bit weird like just a yeah no
2: yeah um i i think you get some of the clunkier dialogue in that in that that yeah. bunker scene um i think specifically the whole like um uh so what is it am i the bad guy you think i'm the bad guy Joel? like cuz i've done a bad guy thing <laughs> well i'll tell you what you get it you get men like me i was like ah oh, what is the fuck is yeah. happening here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah, look, it's I. I think
0: the kids' stuff is great
2: in that scene, though. Uh, I'll definitely mm, say that, 100%. like Ellie and um old mate down there having a play is is lovely.
0: Yep, I agree. Uh, Nathan or Ellie, oh, fuck that, Ellie. Nathan or Buddy, do you want to jump in at
3: all? I agree with and, all that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, I I'd even go a step further and say so far this has been probably. Like, we get Ellie dribbling a lot of shit in this episode, but yet, for her dialogue, I found it to be the most palatable of pretty much any characters in this episode, just because she gets to behave as a age-appropriate character. We've already learned about her, and I think she's just trying to make the most of it. Like, she's very happy to have mm-hmm. another child around, and she's mm-hmm. playing, and she's just leaning completely into that. And I think the fact that her dialogue is also very flawed, like, she just dribbles a lot of shit, but it's all mm-hmm. very much in the background. Whereas when uh, Joel yeah. and Henry are dribbling shit, that's like we get a very intense it's, it's over-the-shoulder camera. Dialogue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's philosophy at the end of the world. So I actually mm-hmm. thought... Um, at, at first, I was a little bit like, what's Ellie doing? And then I totally eased into it. I thought she was fantastic. This is mm-hmm. my favourite episode of hers.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, this yeah. is one of the episodes where I really felt like Bella Ramsey is... Like, this is Yeah, yeah. This Just was like the one little, for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in, in this kind of bunker room, that's when Joel, sorry, not Joel, Henry uh, explains to Joel that it's actually not the first time that he's killed someone or something like that. Sorry. No. Or he has killed one, sorry, someone before, sorry. And yeah. explains to Joel about uh, Sam's leukemia and how he had to, but basically Fedra were like, well, if you want this medicine, we've got it, but you got to do something for us and it's going to be something big. And uh, he put the pieces together, and it's actually Kathleen's brother who's the leader of the resistance. Um, mm. So he had to kill, but it sounds like they were friends.
2: Yeah, it was interesting the way he talks about um, Kathleen's brother, whose name I am forgetting. I don't know if anyone's. Robert? Else no, it. no, that's not Robert. That's not. Someone something else just just pull a name out i I love that for you yeah (laughs) um yeah the the way that character is described is kind of like you know the greatest man to ever live in this type of circumstance where he's like a real hearts and minds of the downtrodden capturing them all and sort of like i'm assuming eventually riling them up to to actually do something about this situation we get a bit of a line later about that um but the way he was talking about him i was like why didn't you just Join the fight then to get the yeah. medicine from your shitty government. Um, it, again, just a bit of a collision of ideas there because, and I think this is the, the core problem with under like not doing the legwork for that resistance movement is that you kind of come away from it being like, so who wanted what, who was happy with what, who's not happy with the ideological turns they've taken, what are the, the violent actions they're okay with, yeah, the, all of it really.
3: Yep. They should have established way earlier. That Kathleen's brother is the guy that everyone loved, and he wasn't violent, and that Kathleen is the one getting things done, but yeah. she's had to resort to the violence or kind of deteriorate to that kind of point or reveal her true colors. That should have all been done way before that, so we can Like we can make the links ourselves instead of like mm-hmm. the link pops up for a throwaway line or in in you know after the fact or just before mm-hmm. the fact. It's not it's not buried there at all. So that's why it does not work as much. And
0: right before they're about to leave the bunker. Henry kind of basically feels it that um I can't remember the exact. I should have written down the wording, but he's like, I think kind of what Joel, uh, fucking James was saying before is that he goes, you know, what it's like, man. Like, you know, I know, you know, what it's like. You know, she like, she might not be your daughter, but you know, like what it's like. Kind you, of thing. And yeah, you might not be her father, but you're yeah. someone's. Father. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What, what did I say? You might not be his daughter. It's 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 the same line. I'm just yeah get, um, yeah. <laughs> Except yours was correct. Mine was wrong. <laughs> that's that's fine, Zach. Don't worry. About um, <laughs> and then, yeah. so he, And Joel's like, no, I'm not having a bar of this. So Disc was like, yep, let's fucking go. So they go to the tunnels and Henry's fucking celebrating. Ellie's over the moon. Sam's asking in sign language why, you know, why can't they talk? And Joel's just like, you know, you just don't know, like, what's around. Can't use your lights. Can't do anything. But they but they keep talking and talking and talking. And Joel makes out like, that like that, that little comment, which I actually quite like, uh, is like, you know, you and you're talking or whatever he says. <laughs> um, and then obviously as they're kind of getting right towards their, uh, destination, the shooter in the house at the back of the street and we hit fucking video game central and it's amazing. So this is a, this is a very, very good scene from, well, this is a scene from the game where you have the shooter. I did love this in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that, you have that shooter in, in the top of the house or, you know, in the, attic of the house or whatever it is uh down the street and, and they're like fuck we're being seen so they get behind this car and then joel's like yeah i'm gonna sneak around the back it's gonna be sweet he's got a shit aim it's all good bro um so he fucking goes off old mate, can car hit shit see Also, also had this old guy just not be like this guy's gonna sneak up the back like just nah. Logic, okay. Hey? From the, from the moment of them being like, we're gonna
2: sneak through the shadows when we come out of the tunnel, and then they're just walking up the middle of the street. Yeah, I was like, there's a lot of tactical
0: errors happening <laughs> across the board here. <laughs> Those are pretty some some pretty small tunnels. Um, so yeah, so then uh, obviously Joel goes up into the house, and there's this old dude, old mates in there with his with these fucking sniper rifle, and I have this little standoff. Joel's like, don't do it, man. Like yeah. Just just give me the rifle just, <laughs> just give me the rifle And stay here for an hour That's all you
3: gotta do actually, actually, mm. I
0: di- actually quite like this This little
3: scene me too. Um, yeah. same. You know, I'm just- watching this And like Joel They better write that Joel kills this motherfucker Because I'm thinking about mm. what you were saying before James About like softening Joel's image And I always had that in the back of my mind and I'm again like though, kill this they, motherfucker Joel They cut away from it You don't see mm. him do it no, right? And bad. it's a
2: tiny cut And I just but, again I'm wondering like why are we not Seeing these things,
3: (laughs) I think I think it's the the flip side. We cut and we hear the shot, but we see it from Ellie's perspective, and and their perspective down on the street. So Mm. she know, like they kind of know that that's yeah, that's not his gun. So it's almost like well, because the mm. gunshot's
0: very distinctly different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Um, I
3: like the 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 reaction of seeing Ellie hear that, knowing that Joel's done the deed. There's like. mm no kind of ambiguity like she doesn't know whether he's been had a gun pulled on him or not or whatever or that situation but she's just yeah, kind of thinking right. like joel just killed someone
0: yeah yeah
3: yeah so they have that beef
0: and then joel so he shoots him grabs a rifle and he's like fuck yeah boys it's uh it's time to fucking sniper ghost goes <laughs> uh and then so obviously joel hears the radio kathleen's on it she's fanging on about she's she's coming up soon so uh and then here comes the trucks so joel's Go on nuts at at the oh, truck. He's going full Sniper Elite five. That's it, man. Sniper Ghost Warrior. Thank you. We don't use Sniper Elite on this podcast. Oh mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm it's a uh, Eight so, out of ten. Come on. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's all right if you prefer. It's
1: not as good as Outriders.
0: The Wish version Ooh. of Sniper Ghost
1: Warrior. Wow. Anyway, um, he's <laughs> right, isn't he?
0: Yeah, so they're all like fanging through this street. The trucks come, and Joel finally hits the sweet spot the truck drives into the house, house fucking catches on fire, it's all, and then the, you know, the other, the other trucks come through, Kathleen steps out, there, uh, Joel, Ellie, and Sam are hidden, not Joel, sorry, Henry, Ellie, and Sam are hidden behind this truck, Joel's in the house, kind of keeping an eye on things, and, uh, there's a little bit of talk, but be- between, uh, Sam and, El- Henry and Kathleen, I'll get, I'll get the names right, eventually, and, uh, I actually didn't mind this scene because you, you can kind of feel like Kathleen's just utter just brutalness here. Like, she's like, kids, like, you know, is it worth saving, you know, Sam for everybody else or whatever else it could be? Kids die all the time. Um, it is what it is. Unlucky. Uh <laughs> 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 that is kind of the, the tone of her delivery
2: right yeah, yeah, where, yeah. like Correct. when she's like kids die like yeah. why are you so gleeful about this <laughs> yeah. like that's the part that i i struggle to sort of comprehend right is is how much she's enjoying mm. talking about killing kids um that's where i'm kind of like well what are you as a as a character you know um she comes off
3: as crazed housewife in the street that's not invited to the barbecues or sits on the outer of like the mean girls group or whatever and just can't make an in. That's <laughs> Let's see, it feels kinda of catty, right? And like it's you know catty. I I
2: think that's um I I've- Already forgotten the actress's name. I am really terrible with names Mar- at the moment. Melinda, um, Miranda Miranda Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. So she made a really interesting oh, Twitter thread the other day where she kind of caught some some heat for her like portrayal in, in this world, right? Really? Because you know obviously shitheads are gonna be shitheads about women, um, and I do kind of appreciate the the concept where she's bringing to this character of like what happens when a, a violent organization is run by you know the, the person who loves organizing things and being a bit of a mum to a kind of a situation and so like i think that there is there's good stuff in there right i i just i i think the combination of like the clunky script and her weird acting choices in this particular scene for me makes this a total tonal wash um and it, it it overrides what it should be doing which is her very explicitly saying to the audience is saving the life of one kid really worth all this and you're like oh, well, I wonder if that's going to come up again in the show. <laughs> um, but because it's all couched in this very like clunky nature, for me, I just find it a bit yeah. like, ugh.
3: I also just realized... The- no, sorry. No, please go, buddy. I was going to say, and the game handles it way better for Henry's motivation to saving Sam than um, the fact that he is a kid and that Fedra or whatever they get caught, they just have no time for kids because they're not resourceful or useless. They're mm. just another like, mouth to feed. And I like that kind of justification... A little yeah, bit that, that feels Dang. colder
2: and cooler to me than just a random person being like, "Kids die, man."
3: Pew yeah. pew.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> we actually, I just realised then we actually didn't talk about when Kathleen got all emotional and was back oh, at her back I at her. Fucking hate that
1: scene.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad it's I was worse in that the bring it, up. it is no. the, it is the worst in the episode. Yeah, it's awesome. a rough choice.
0: We'll quickly go just quickly. So, so Kathleen's talking about this box that her dad would put her in not like a literal box but like it's like safe this like safe box or something like that where she'd feel safe um and then perry it's is her like, childhood bedroom yeah her, her childhood bedroom and she's like when's the last time you were in your childhood bedroom he's like fucking phrase go bro i live like 200 k's up the road um <laughs> and then she's like how'd you know i was here oh your mother told me why are you talking to my mother anyway uh and then they kind of just get into the reasoning why sam fucking sam hey Henry, why Henry is the wanted um, man, because obviously we get the, um, the news that her brother was the leader of the resistance and Henry's the one that actually killed him. So, mm. But then th- that's when Perry's like, we're behind you, like you know yeah and like that's an interesting wrinkle right
2: when he's like we loved your brother but he never got anything done like I, I do think that that in and of itself is a, is a cool little okay yeah this makes sense as to why like you guys are following the, this person um, but it still doesn't explain the fact that you were a revolution for a reason in the first place. You loved that man and his reasoning for a reason. And to see her doing the exact same thing immediately should set off some, some fire alarms. And it, you know, it didn't need to be a lot. Like I get the, the, the function of the plot is that he has to do what she asked him to do. Right. But even if there was just a scene where he got to express a bit of like, are we the bad guys kind of moment, I, I think would have gone a long way to making me feel like I was watching humans interact as opposed to characters in a story.
0: Yeah. um, um. Yeah, so then. Can I just. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, sorry, so sorry. No, no go, 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 go. No, just,
2: I just, I gotta say this, because uh, the, the scene in the bedroom, right, is <sighs> probably my favorite review note that I wrote down during the show, and I found it for this exact episode. Uh, a violent revolutionary stands in her childhood bedroom and talks about being protected by her brother, power corrupts, there's a Hitler in all of us, or whatever. And that's kind of where I was at watching this show. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's uh, one of those real um, Walking Dead villain motive moments where they're basically just... There's people around them, but they're really just spilling exposition to the camera to basically try and give some depth as to why they're doing what they're doing. And unfortunately, hers is... Like Negan? Is very much. Like, yeah. if you've seen Negan, there are some fucking parallels here. And f- probably for the worst, I think. But her whole thing come off to me is now that my brother's gone like like james was saying earlier like now i'm the joker like yeah <laughs> she it's so very childish the way she d- talks about him and how she's pretty much hopeless without him and she's got no strength her her strength comes out of his memory and basically mm. she just seems like a paper thin character that's been put in this position because we needed that- her there
2: that one line she had where she was like, he was beautiful. I'm not, I've, I've never been. And I think that beautiful as an encapsulation of like the ability to forgive and to love and to sort of process things in a more healthy way. I think is actually like a a shining bit of like light in that scene for me. I I did enjoy that moment.
0: Yeah. Cause she talks or sorry. She, she says that uh, on the last time he saw, she saw her brother or something like that to that sense. He told her to forgive. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah. Anyway. Quick uh, quick, fast forward back to where we were and that little tremor that was on the ground where they were like, eh, we'll worry about fucking catching Henry and Sam rather than worry about this fucking huge tremor that's bubbling under the surface. We'll worry about that next week. And that we did, mate. Um, that shit came, came to life. Uh, underneath that house where the truck going to a fucking sinkhole, brother, that just fucking unloaded and up came the infected and then the big boy, big boy got his moment. He's 15 seconds of fame, baby. The but, <laughs> but his mate, Bloke Lesnar, fucking rocked up. That's right. Up. He was not beast. Front, but um, I, I, I actually think he looked very good in the show. Like, like in the one that we, that we see on Binge, the mm. CGI, all the, the costume work looked amazing. In the screeners mm. that we had, it was a little bit comical. Um, yeah
2: it was it was a, a unrendered ps2 character yeah, yeah. which is so strange because like the suit was a practical effect so yeah. I, I don't know why they painted <laughs> over it in the the screener <laughs> very very confusing but yeah I, w- I was glad he looked as good as he did here He looks um, good. The, the slow motion introduction shot was giving me
0: big resident <laughs> evil vibes though um, Wasn't I just, it? i don't know why they went with that as a tone choice so that whole scene where they kind of the ship blows up from the surface and every fucking man and his dog infected is out and about having a feast, it just did not feel like The Last of Us to me. Like as I've written kind of here, that felt like 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 days gone. Like you know, with mm-hmm. all the hordes and stuff like that, just did not feel like The Last of Us. And I, I get there's different sort of takes, but this, yeah. Buddy, how did you feel about the?
3: Definitely didn't feel like The Last of Us. Way too many fucking people in the scene. Um, Humans and infected. Um, But I, once again, like thinking about it, separating it or having as its own thing or having it as kind of this companion piece to the game. I actually did really like it. I loved the kind of the the chaos and kind of blending like, you know, for so long we'd seen how dangerous the infected were. In the last two episodes, we've seen how fucked up people are and kind of seeing them kind of interact and at the same time, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, as it's as its own thing, I guess.
0: Nathan, how about you?
3: Uh, I, look, I struggled because,
1: again, this is that issue of having come off the game so recently. That whole, or rather, what leads up to that sequence, didn't translate as nicely as I would have liked. Mostly because it's it's set at night. That's one of the biggest differences here. Uh, That sequence, particularly, you know, where they're creeping up to the house, there's a sniper and what unfolds afterwards, that's set sort of late afternoon. The sun's, like, Mm. setting behind the sniper and it creates this whole effect of casting shade and shadows over you opposite the sniper, also being unable to quite get a grasp of where the sniper is and it creates this whole... It it plays with colour in a really interesting way. You lose all of that here in favour of a different choice and... The fact that it... I think what also kind of irked me a little bit is the, when it keeps cutting over to Joel with his sniper, we only get... There's about, I think, three shots used in rotation. Only one of them's actually of any interest. Most of the time, we just get the... It just keeps cutting away to the shot of Joel's face sort of half looking down the, the scope of the sniper. You don't even really get the room behind him. It's just him in frame with a scope. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, again, it still felt like one of those big... Um, Like end of season finale type things from The Walking Dead to me. Very action packed, some odd cutting choices it didn't feel as prestige as what I would expect from a HBO show. I was thinking back to other like impressive big budget night sequences we've had from things like um, True Detective other big, and I don't know, it, it was a bit more, it was very dark it was very dark so I didn't fully appreciate it as much as I probably would have liked to yeah, they, so they, they actually spoke- built
2: this whole street, right? Yeah, really? like, yeah buddy, you, called, you probably so. heard about this on the podcast. I literally just saw photos of it on Twitter. So Yeah, um. so they
3: they built it in this cauldron because um, they couldn't have the long stretched out road and they needed to kind of crescendo and they made a decision to do it at night time. Um, but it sounded funny on the podcast because they're like, okay, we had to do night time <laughs> because you know, we've got explosions and fire. I'm like, fire just looks better at night. Uh, and then they were like, the infected just seems so much more scarier in in night with all this kind of chaos happening in, in tow. So I'm like, okay, if it was, it, it's simple as that, then fine, I guess. All right. If that's what you want to get your desired effect. But I just thought it was funny that they, um, they did that. They said they did it over three weeks, Um uh, oh, right. and how night nights can quite be quite kind of intense. And I think they were saying that in game of Thrones, that final night scene, which I've not seen, I've never not seen game no, of Thrones, no, outside of of se- season one, but, um, they did that over 11 weeks and they said like people were mentally fatigued they were fucked shooting at nights kind of has this kind of in like sucks the life out of you type thing whereas here they they, they did quite well for for what it was and then um even just knowing that it's kind of only been be three minutes of footage is is taxing but they got mm. the, sh- the shots they needed so oh because i was also wondering why why is it not daytime why is there you know, a gazillion people here but yeah, so I lost a lost a little
1: bit of appreciation for you know some of the colors, some of the sets in the night. And my Ooh. partner come by and she she looked at it and she's like, "It's very dark for a nighttime scene here." And we she I th- I can't remember if it was her or myself mentioned. And you'd know this yourself, like we'd recently come off of watching Nope, um, which does some fantastic mm. stuff during evenings. Like there Incredible. there are ways to do e- evening sequences, even ac- like evening action sequences. And still maintain, like, colour and, mm-hmm. um, you know, set design and show off those details. So, that, I don't know. It, it's just it's just a shame it has to stand up to the game. But by itself, you know, perfectly fine. Mm. If it's competing with The Walking Dead,
3: I still enjoyed it more. Mm. It's, so, it's so funny because in this, Kim's next to me. And um, while we're watching it, like, just the chaos happening, explosion, all this shit. And Kim's just like, every second word's like, oh, what the fuck? Fuck? good so just, good yeah. that's so, great you know, i'm like listening to her kind of like react and like oh my god oh my god and I'm like yeah this is cool that's a
1: that's a fantastic effect to have drawn from that scene um so maybe i spent especially little time especially in the, spe-
3: especially in the car when the, like, clicker click oh, of oh that's fantastic especially yeah, the car, yeah like, and she's oh my um,
1: god she, she's sort of flipping over herself and now that was fantastic
3: it's like fucking exorcist type body movement <laughs> How yeah. good yeah. is just, Joel's li- aim, though. just limbs Oh, How good's
2: is aim? It is fucking. He's, he's a sniper elite. <laughs> he's a sniper
0: elite, bro. Um, also, I hope I'm a bit sad. Someone, no one, no one um, commented on my uh, put a coin out for the ferryman when he got fucking torn apart by uh, the bloater. Does no one get that re- reference? No, should I? Coin, put a coin out for out the for fe- Witcher. Put a no. coin out for the ferryman. It's like a navy thing. Where like is it? You'd put a coin out. uh, Anyway, well, no one got it, but um, I
1: thought it was... Big uh, Navy bloke, Zach Jackson.
0: Well, uh, you've
1: never heard... Nah, sorry. That's purely my ignorance.
0: God, I thought that was an absolute amazing play. I thought that's going to get some play in in the recap. (laughs) Nothing. Um, (laughs) The lads are going to love
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Druckmann actually
3: said in the podcast they wanted Perry to get ripped from the waist. Like... Oh, really? in half they really are but, but then they'll think but then they're thinking about like oh actually no, that's we thought about it and it's actually very hard for someone to like for that actually to, to happen feasibly so then we went there yes the you head, know I, I think thing.
2: when when you've got a massive like uh, was it mushroom <coughs> zombie monster clambering towards <coughs> you I think the thing you need to be really be thinking about is is this possible yeah,
0: mm, <laughs> real, <laughs> <realism>. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah uh, old mate fucking bloater comes up he is uh, and they all kind of, sorry, they being, uh, no, actually, sorry, right before that, we kind of get that moment where, yeah, Ellie has that cl- the mm. clicker in the car. Joel's fucking got his aim down pat. And then Henry and Sam underneath the car. Ellie's like, yeah, Joel, you got me from fucking 600 metres away. You know what I'm feeling? And he knows. He's like, time to fucking hit the bullets. And he shoots the... Zombie's on the way and Ellie goes and tries to help and they come out from the car. Then they go to this kind of bank kind of thing on the the front of a house and then they're all about to escape But Of course, fucking Kathleen. Kathleen rocks up. Can't get away that easy, can you? Uh, But a clicker is there. Calls her bluff, mate. Um, But James kind of did mention this in the chat. Mm. how the clickers are based on sound and she wasn't really... Oh, look,
2: I was mostly being an arsehole just because yeah. I didn't have a good time with this ending. Um, but, yeah, it, it is kind of a moment where it's like... And I generally, I think this show is struggling with this. Like, the rules it establishes around the clickers, I think, are just very willy-nilly. And so the danger of them doesn't ever feel consistent to me, particularly. Like, if, if she's standing there silently and a clicker is, like, ominously standing behind her it has no reason to notice her if all she does is turn around. Like we spent a whole episode being like, well, as long as you're not making any noise, they're not going to see you. Like they are, especially with all the noise pollution going on around them as well. There's just a lot of different factors here that, Again, I don't care about, you know, scientific realities or plot holes or any bullshit like that. I just want consistent rules around how, if you're going to kill a main character this way, um, it's weird that she goes out like an umbrella scientist. Like, there's yeah. like, oh, cosmic <laughs> justice of the clicker got her. It's like, that's that's bad writing. <laughs> like, and it was a child good. clicker too? Like Yeah, exactly. Children, it's, no it's children it's so this way. So I actually
3: thought it was, oh, was funny, but... <laughs> yeah, look, and that's...
2: Funny is not the reaction you want, though, right? <laughs> like uh yeah
0: it was but i was i was happy though i think i was i was, I was like suck that that's what you yeah. get like that that's is like and, and that kind of ties i think back to what buddy said before like it's the is the revenge worth it kind of thing like i think you said like right at the start like this James whole too, like yeah. pursuit of like henry and sam has you know resulted in this like she could have just been like all right fuck yeah, like it." like going
2: on a quest for revenge dig two graves and yeah you blah,
0: know blah, blah. like whatever it is what it is like he's gotten away let's just if he comes back we'll fuck him up but she's hell-bent on fucking go on going after them then they've set up this they've this whole infected like fucking parties come out of the this rave is, like come out of the a rave <laughs> yeah thing and then she's ended up dying and it's kind of like you know was it worth it? Probably not. Uh, so
2: I do feel like that there is the problem, right? The idea of karma existing in the world of The Last of Us is, I just think that's a not really, it doesn't gel with The Last of Us as a, as a world and a concept, right? It's very much a, a, a series of events established around people's choices yeah. and the kind of often sporadic, cruel, unnecessary nature of that world. And so to have it be like, oh, well, she got the deserved death. It just, it's, it's it's not Last of Us writing. It's it's TV writing, sort of yeah. injecting itself into into that world.
0: And then we could kind of fast. Uh, we we kind of move forward, and uh, Henry, Sam, Ellie, and Joel are in this hotel, which I assume is just off the, um, just past the when, when when they get to safety. I'm not too sure if it's ever said where they are exactly, uh, but they're in this hotel in a safe spot for now. Ellie and Sam have gone to bed, they're talking about comics, they're having a fucking laugh, everyone's loving it. Um, Joel's softened up big time, he's like Henry, he's my man. We'll have a frothy together back at Tommy's. Come with me, yeah. let's go on a big walk. Let's come to yeah. home, yeah. I don't know how I'm getting there, I'm going to walk. You want to walk with me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> chuck on the proclaimers, it'll be sweet. And <laughs> Henry is down. But then obviously Ellie and Sam are having this sort of like conversation and I think this is actually a, a very good scene and a great use of the doodle or the, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever buddy called it. The edge of sketch thing. Ed, edge of sketch. sketch. Uh, and Sam starts asking Ellie these questions like, you know, if you're infected, are you still you on the inside kind of thing? And at that moment, like you see them like they they don't stop, like they stop writing and they kind of look at one another and Ellie Ellie knows what what's happened and, and Sam knows that Ellie knows, but and then Ellie's like, "Hey, how the fuck do I do with this?" When really she should have been like, "I'm gonna go straight to Joel," but mm. she's like, "No, no, like, she's been." I guess that this is the kind of thing like she's been uh, led to believe that she is some sort of antidote or some sort of vaccine. Mm. Um, so and, she, you know,
2: she's also a fourteen-year-old. Like correct. this is the the consequence of having her hanging out with a kid is that she starts acting more like her childhood self yeah. would, and like that's that's really good. It's it's a great yeah. moment for that reason. The, the simplicity of her being like my my blood is a cure um is like and that that oversimplification in her eyes is is very nice mm. and and sad and,
3: it, and it's the flip side of like Ellie always having to rely on others and others let mm-hmm. her down and now we've seen the relationship she's had with Sam just in this episode and how they're kind of bonding but he's kind of kind of looking up to her up, mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. her and then she's that's the first time she's kind of had that so Mm. to go to Joel straight away or something that kind of wouldn't work for her. It's like now she's almost got this same kind of responsibility that maybe Joel has.
0: Yeah, so she she cuts herself... Oh, sorry, she, she cuts her hand, gets a bit of blood and kind of rubs it into Henry's wound or his infection point. Um, and then Sam's like, you know, stay awake with me. And she's like, yeah, I'll, we'll do. And then we, we cut to the morning and Sam's, Sam's just sitting on the, on the end of the bed. Uh, sure. Uh, and Ellie walks up and it's like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Good morning." And then Sam's like, "Nah, I'm hungry. <laughs> breakfast time." Uh, and they kind of burst through through the door. And this, I actually think, this is the best scene in in, in the entire episode. I think this is incredibly mm. well acted. It's it's yep. super fucking tense. It is like, and Lamar, Lamar, yeah, uh, yeah, just that like he's the just the amount of time he takes just to deliver what he... It's just... It's perfect Mm because you're like, is he fucking gonna? Is he gonna do it? Like, but so, obviously, um, Joel... not Joel, sorry. uh, Sam and Ellie are kind of... They're playing. They're wrestling. Sam's trying to eat eat Ellie and fucking... Uh, Henry grabs the gun off the ground and because, you know, Joel goes to get it. Ellie's screaming. I think she does. She scream for Joel and she's like, Joel, like, she? yeah, yeah, she yeah, does. It's, yeah, it's very
2: specifically a like, she needs her dad
0: moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah a lot of good character moment in that one scream. <laughs> um, and then you kind of know that like Henry's kind of in this position where he's like, fuck, like, you know, I like, I want to be the one that kills Sam, and then he kind of just and it's, it's over so quickly as well. Like, I like that moment, like, took was a lot shorter than what I thought. Like that, that point mm. where he shoots Sam, I, I thought that would be like a few more seconds where he's kind of thinking about it a bit more, but he just kind of does it.
2: Well, you do, you kind of get a moment where I think like um, Joel lunges for them first, Correct. Sam, uh, Henry, uh, Henry, Henry, yeah, Henry, yeah. Henry. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Henry like shoots in front of Joel to kind of slow him down. And yep. you see, it's like you get a couple of seconds where like you feel as if time has slowed down for mm. Henry where he has to think about what to do. Then his like, I live in an apocalypse kicks in, muscle memory kicks in, nails a fucking headshot. And then he slows down again and goes back into, holy yep. shit, what did I just do? Mm. And it's like a really brilliant, it's, it's good camera work acting. It's just, it's fucking
0: good. It is very good. And then you kind of, he just, because Joel knows like what's, what Henry's thinking. Um, mm, and oh Joel's yeah. like, don't, like, don't, don't. Come on, give me the gun, don't. And Henry is just like, what did I do? What did I do? Mm. And he's like shaking this like a tiny little bit, and like you can see, just his his facial expressions are just yeah. amazing or mm. immaculate. I don't know if that works, James, for you. No, but it does. No, yes. Yeah. No, this is uh, this
2: is immaculate acting
0: yeah. uh, and just incredible. And then, but but again, same kind of like that. Joel and the codger up in the up in the roof. Um, we we don't actually see. The moment where he shoots himself, we kind of just yeah. hear the gunshot, mm-hmm. um,
2: which I'm thankful for. I think again, seeing it through Ellie's eyes is is much more impactful. Yes, um, and also just you know that that's that's a really confronting image to put in a mainstream show, so I'm, it's
0: good that they did. Yeah, well, do you that. can see, and, and again, like like Bella Ramsey again, is this little mm. moment here, is superb. Like yeah. her Incredible. fear and like shock and ball of emotions yeah. that she's going through, like fucking Sam's just been shot she knows probably that deep down that she should have told them probably earlier. And this is her fault mm. kind of thing. And, um, and now fucking maybe if she had have told them earlier, maybe Henry wouldn't have shot himself. Um, mm. buddy, any, any thoughts on that scene?
3: Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. And the, yeah, that, that whole seeing it from her perspective, witnessing it. Um, I'm not sure it's so much about like the, she should have told them or anything. I think it, works in the fact that she didn't tell them but she had so much like faith in what everyone else is telling her that she is the cure and she tried mm. something and that was good enough to not tell so i don't know if the guilt is about like oh my god i should have told them because you know sam would have had the same fate i think anyway. that comes later but it, that that yeah. guilt yeah but I, th- I feel like the guilt is more like it's not more not guilt but it's like almost like a loss of faith like mm. uh, are what we doing is this all for nothing and you know, is Joel maybe is Joel going to think of me less if I'm not mm-hmm. the the cure? It's almost like a little bit of insecurity, and then going back to like my work, I don't want to, do, you know, I don't want to be alone type thing. And like, yeah. do I have value in this world anymore? You know, you know going a couple of episodes back to like I'm just cargo.
2: Yeah, something this moment also made me realize is that I don't think the previous couple of episodes have done a great job of highlighting how important she is to this world. Like, I, I remember when we got to the end here, I was like, oh, that's right, she does have the cure in her blood, um, because it's it's just not part of the the dna of the show it doesn't feel like it comes up in the first episode and then we get back to it kind of here and everything in the meantime has just been they're just on an adventure trying to get out west to save tommy and it's like that's not the thrust here though that's not why she matters um and i I do think that we could have done with a little bit more reminding of that a bit more exploration of that up until this point um but it doesn't detract from this moment landing exceptionally well
3: i kind of like that we had that sniper image of you know we will talking about it before about like just it's just joel's face close up and then back to her but you get the sense that he's watching ellie seeing what ellie's doing and that he's focuses on ellie all the time ellie is my main priority that's the number one but Mm -hmm. you obviously he doesn't have that because she is the cure he's almost losing sight of that because of the bonding they've done over the last x amount of time exactly it it's like a surrogate daughter thing more than anything else that's right until a point where he's going to be like oh oh shit this is you are Mm -hmm. important this is the reason Yeah. yeah but do you think um
0: the reason why we kind of lose track, not lose track, lose track of um, Ellie's curability uh, that she has is because Joel's kind of, you know, he's doing it for Tess um, and for him, it's that's not really what it's about. Uh, he's just doing it because he's... And then he kind of builds this this father-daughter bond with her mm. and it's more about that than...
3: Yeah, doing it for tests—it it doesn't exist anymore. And doing it because she's the cure doesn't exist anymore. And, yeah. and finding Tommy is not like, okay, cool. I want to see my brother again. All that's like thrown out the window now that he's started developing it, like for Ellie. Now it's now it's like, don't make the same mistakes as my past, or don't let um, you know, don't lose another person at my expense or someone that I can save.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Wake up in the morning. Um, they're uh, they're, they're obviously dug Doug Graves and. Ellie is just not having a piece of it. Uh, I think she leaves like a, a little something. I can't remember, she, like a little note. She the the, sketch. Uh, the of sketch the edge sketch. I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. On the um, uh, yeah, grave. on the on the mm. grave of Sam. And she's and she's just like, all right, which way is west?
2: Yeah, this is a big like Ellie moment for me. Like yeah. a proper. This is one of those cornerstones that makes her the person she is going to go on to become. It's it's very good.
0: And because uh, Joel's just playing the old uh, council worker there, Rest on the shovel. Um, and we uh, go to credits or close episode.
3: And what are you up to in the game, Nathan? Have you done the whole this scene already?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to give you an idea where I'm at, I'm pretty well closing. I'm at that boss fight in the winter section. So the head of the hunters and, and that whole, just that whole chapter is still very... Very brilliant. Like that's the third or fourth time I played through that. Love it. Mm. And
3: she doesn't. He doesn't reveal the bite, right? In the, in the game. Who doesn't reveal the bite? She. Ah, uh, Sam. Sam, mm. when he gets. Th- Does he reveal the bite, Sam?
0: I, yeah. I feel like I vaguely
2: remember yeah, I feel it like being a don't. surprise as well, but yeah. yeah.
0: Based on what um, what Nathan's just said, I, I'm very curious to see your take on that part of the of, of the tv show
1: yeah definitely yeah i can't remember if it was a surprise or not it's gone back a few weeks uh, i'm mm. more talking about the um the part where you you're up to the, winter. the, the winter yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah that's going to be a very interesting conversation man
1: the game honestly the more i play the more i'm like this is such a hard act to follow and i take my hat off to them for even trying and you know, by all accounts, as much as I might have ragged on the show so far, it's still very good. Like as as a mm-hmm. bare minimum, in my opinion, it's still very, very good at its worst. Um, are but, you? But damn, the game's a hard act to follow.
0: Are you surprised at how good it's been received, or how, sorry, how well it's been received? Uh,
1: I think it's come for a video an interest- game.
0: Adaptation, I'm asking that as a video game adaptation, At- obviously with the big, huge budget behind it, but-,
1: mm. but, but... But you're asking the question as to how it's been received. Um, I'm not, a little bit not surprised. Not so much. No, I feel like video game adaptations are a pretty successful business, aren't they? Like Sonic the Hedgehog and shit. Yeah, I... Don't I don't think I understand your question properly, perhaps. So...
2: Do you know, like critical I'm, reception? More I'm more like
1: wide,
0: wide audiences. Yeah, like wide appeal. Like every, like every man and their and dog is that watching haven't this. played
3: the game, people that haven't played the game are watching it. Right. Oh, mate, it's mm. ubiquitous. And they've heard about it. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Kind like, of, it's like, broken like that barrier.
0: Like, yeah, like that. That's kind yeah. of what I mean. Like you know, you, you go to the Sonic film and you know, it's I don't know, probably, Sonic's probably the wrong example, but like you know, you don't get as many. Non gamers, I guess. Let's put no, it that, you gotta that, that way. you got to go to primary it's school a for that quadrant crowd. hit, right? Yeah. The, the concept. Whereas it's, I mean, like, yeah. the Last of Us is like everybody's just watching this, like. Uh,
1: yeah, well, look what I what I was going to say is also think it's come at the right time. This has come at the point when we've got the gap of like there's no there's no Walking Dead. Like rem- you have to remember, once upon a time, Walking Dead was the like that was the water cooler show week by week. Like that was breaking records every Sunday or whatever when it was premiering. Mm. That whole, I would just assume, right off the bat, because that's not necessarily a video game crowd. Heck, it's a it's a comic book adaptation, and even then, I would say most of its viewers didn't read the books. Correct. That's I don't mean anything by that. It's just an no, observation. And that I'm assuming that crowd, or at least that crowd mentality, has, has contributed a lot to this success. Like, there's definitely a hunger for apocalyptic media, and there's nothing filling that gap in prestige
3: TV right now. I think-, I think the biggest thing you said was week to week because we see it with Stranger Things. We see it with all these tentpole shows. They mm-hmm. get released. Everybody watches them. Everybody talks them. And it's it's over. It's over within a week or two. The quotation discourse or everyone that saw it at work across mm-hmm. the weekend, they're going to have that chat. Everyone's at different points. I haven't watched that episode yet. I haven't watched this episode yet. Don't talk to me. Can't have spoilers here. Can't have spoilers there. You go on the internet. Fuck, you don't know where you are. But week to week, everyone's at the same point, And everyone that's watching is craving more. It's like we watch it fuck i can't wait till next week let's talk about it everyone's at the same level and it's this like drawn out prolonged nine week journey thanks um, yeah and i'm and i'm and i'm loving i'm loving it that way like i very much you know stranger things comes out it's something i'll watch i'm not massively into it now um after a couple, you know whether how many seasons we've had and, but um you know it's part of zeitgeist i'm going to watch it it's 80s nostalgia type shit so i'm watching it but i'm loving that I get to watch this weekly, and it's in my own pace, and everyone's at the same same thing, and we're all having that same conversation. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: So that's actually a good point you bring up. I was saving this question for the last episode just to get a gauge on how people feel about the week to week release. I know it's a bit different for James, you and I, because we had access to it, you know, all there, and we could watch it within you know three or four days. But do you prefer the week to week episode, or do you want you know the Netflix? Pump and dump, kind of thing. Like, I can't stand the Netflix model.
2: <laughs> it's, I used to enjoy it quite a bit, and I, I think that for some shows, it's totally fine. Uh, but I think if you want to create a sustained dramatic arc, you need a sustained dramatic arc. You can't mm. just dump it out and expect everyone to kind of like half watch it whenever they watch it. Um, one hour a week is not a huge amount to demand from people who work jobs, you know, people who are tired on a Sunday because they've got kids or whatever. Like, this is. I think this is how you get the kind of popularity you were just talking about is you make it approachable and digestible.
1: And they so, yeah. certainly have done that like almost too approachable. Sometimes we might say, um, with its it. Oh, I'm
2: not, I'm not talking about the quality of the writing. I just meant more like the distribution method is, is an approachable one just by being mm. like, Hey, it's, it's Monday afternoon, you know, shit to the week, but the last of us is there at least it's, it's mm. the same thing with game of Thrones when we were do- all doing that, you know, it's, it's the thing that you check in with to make you feel like you're part of a bigger conversation, and you don't get that with mass drops.
0: So no. the other part of that question is: Do you think that the weekly drops has impact? No, impacted, influenced, whatever. That's helped. Yes, i would say uh, helped, helped create that um, acclaim. Zarkos? Yeah, or, or or that enthusiasm in the show, the interest in the show. You know that 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 weekly drop. Whereas if they just did this, you know, five weeks ago they just dropped it all of it. You know, do you reckon we'd be still be here in five weeks at this level of, of interest, kind of thing?
3: no nah. And I was still going to say what you were saying before, Nathan. I think you were saying about like that writing, and it's not like not about the writing quality, but um, much to the detriment of like streaming services. Like, all right, Stranger Things. Sorry, I use that as an example all the time. It's the biggest one. It's um, the only one I kind of. Mate, Dark's the biggest one. Out. Come on. Which one? <laughs> Dark? Dark. Yeah, but that's <laughs> of some quality, and I can't talk to its writing because I haven't seen it. But Stranger Things. All right, we we've got a nine episode season four. Okay, so we throw it here. Then we know what's going to be the crescendo. We know what's going to be the intro. And we're going to write a nine hours of TV. We're not going to write nine weeks of TV. And you see that in some episodes that are fucking throwaway episodes. Uh, you know, Last of Us with Bill and Frank, yeah, maybe that was a bottle episode. But there were still themes that were underlying that were going to pop up later on. Some of the fucking other stuff is just like, who cares? Like, was this really an episode of TV? No, it wasn't. It was a hour three of a nine-hour fucking yeah,
2: it's like you can be really? on your phone for this
3: one. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I feel like that has changed writing based on the mm. property. Yeah. And I feel like we might get some kind of added drama here with, um, you know, weekly television of, you know, the big firefight, like you were saying, Nathan, about Walking Dead. Let's have bang, 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 bang. Because they need to have that as a weekly thing, right? They couldn't have just had a slow burn thing. We need to get keep, keep everyone along. And I kind of like. I, I don't want to let it. Dict- I, don't, I don't mind that, but I hate it the other way when it's just dropped in one hit and that dictates the, the kind of the pacing.
1: Correct. Yep. Even worse when they uh, they do a half, they drop a half season on you, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck half <our> seasons, bro.
0: <laughs> the old <laughs> mid-season break, eh? Which
1: I understand right? it with weekly like TV shit but when they're doing it with Netflix dropping you a half season but that half season is written as like a, it's a full season which is like a cliffhanger uh, yeah, like yeah. you know that it's coming That's, that that stirs me up
0: alright shall we wrap I think we should probably let's let's just put a put a plug through it put a plug through it put a plug in it um, <laughs> plug thank you it for up. listening to episode 5 of our HBO The Last of Us recap um, thank you for listening we'll see you next week for episode four six it's going to be a few days hopefully you don't um miss us miss us too much thank you <laughs> i got you see you next time thank you i miss i'll miss you
3: yeah, brace yourself winter's coming <laughs> god damn it buddy
1: <laughs>